welcome to the beer side. I don't even know what episode we're on, so we're going to skip that. And Joe is off uh, on vacation somewhere, so we've got April. He's on back. vacation? I thought he was working. No, he's in California. God damn it. I'm, I was trying to help the guy out, and it's he's his out having birthday. fun. So it was a last-minute trip, and he decided to take her on vacation. Oh. Because he's a nice guy. So we've got um, Kevin, and we have April, and we have Daniel, who is the man that handles everything from Mud Shark. I don't even know technically what you do because you seem to do everything for it. He's that the hammerhead. <laughs> That's yeah. true. N- yeah. Hammer it down every day. No, if honestly. Um, if you get a f- wait, wait, if you get a friend request from Hammerhead. That's me. This is Daniel. Don't get weirded out. I know everybody op- has to open it up because they want to. I was all like excited. Them. I thought it was like the Katy Perry dude. Who? The Katy Perry that the that dancing hammerhead shark or whatever the shark head was. From the vent, I was like, "Oh, is this is this Katy Perry? I'll be friends with her." I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, that's that that's that that hammerhead that that helmet thing you wear or whatever it is. She, oh, that other one. Yeah, it was uh, like was it like some Super Bowl show or something like that? And there was one, and there was like two of them right. dancing, and one was like really drunk. That's right. And that's what I thought it was originally. And I was like, "Oh, I hope this is something to do with Katy Perry," but it doesn't. Some kind of fan page yeah. or something? No, no. I get I get lots of requests from like some really hot chicks, but they're all like in other countries and want me to. Pay to join their website. Right. <laughs> I get I get like two or three of those a day. And they have horrible names. That's how you know. Yeah. Just to delete them. I, yeah, don't, wh- have, I don't look at the picture. I don't want to get tempted. When it's like Natasha4118, you know, oh, dang it. It's not real. I don't get that. I always get um, Sarul. Are they dudes? Yeah. No. <laughs> and he always has a name like that. Like, uh, I, like, like Indian I, or something? Oh, yeah. Always. and Or I don't know. Indian. Like, I don't know. But. Yeah, and then Broken English sends me a message. I, I please like to be your friend. You get audio? <laughs> no, I didn't do audio. I said I get a message. Like, he sends me a Facebook oh, oh, message. Oh. And I got one from sometimes, like, this really hot chick from, from like Brazil. I was like, yeah, that's another one. I started looking. Oh, she's a brewer. She's real. I'm like, holy crap, this is, who is this? I want to collaborate with them. April's right here. I know. <laughs> she wants to go to Brazil, too. I don't want to go to Brazil. Why not? You end up, like... Gutted and stuffed with cocaine. That's okay. Isn't that Colombia? Not anymore. South America is South America, dude. I'm sorry. All right, so we'll stay in Arizona for right now, and we'll talk to Daniel <laughs> about yeah, about Mud Shark. Where'd we go? I know, huh? See, we get off tangent pretty easy. I got to try to bring it back. So let's get into this. Um, you probably have met Daniel. He's the guy at, at all the beer fests, and uh, we usually hang out and and work really hard together at beer fests. If not, we work really hard here at the brewery. And He's uh, very tall and tan and wears Moomba Boats hat. It's hot outside. I, want, I need a hat. I need to block the sun. Uh-huh. I want to stay away from the, from the elements. Do you go up to Havasu in your big-ass boat with that hat? I don't have a big-ass boat, but I, I would. You I, should get one. It's newer. A yeah, boat or yeah. a hat? I, I'm sure I he has a boat. It's probably like a Moomba boat. I don't even that's know what a, that means. That's a good guess. Is it? Well, you're, 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 based a boat a, you're based at a Havasu. How often do you go up there? I probably go there personally three or four times a year and then two or three times for work. And then you make so much money doing this, you've got like a, like a 45-inch power or 45-inch, 45 <laughs> 45-foot power boat. Okay, right? wait, what? He's got a 45-inch what? Power boat. Power boat. A 45-foot powder. God, I can't even talk. How much have you had to drink tonight? He's not, fine. Not enough. He's, he's fine. Oh. Yes. The tension was high before this all started. 
Yeah, we, we, we talked for about an hour before we actually hit the record button, so we're kind of starting over here a little bit. Yeah, we're so trying to relax now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very relaxed. Uh -huh. So uh, let's get into this. How long have you been with Mudshark? Uh, it's going to be two years. It's going to be two years next month. What were you doing before that? Uh, I used to work for Hensley Beverage Company. I've heard of them. You've heard of them. Yeah. I, think, I think you guys deal with them. You guys get some of the other local beers from them also. What did you do for them? I did, I did everything. I, uh, I was there for almost 12 years. I started doing draft services, and that is where you just clean, fix, and install draft beer equipment. And that was, that was a really good time. Um, I was not expecting to, to end up in that side of the beer business when I started into the service side because I really didn't think that would be very fun. It was a lot of uh, a lot of older guys, retirees, like doing all this line cleaning and fixing everything. And then oh my like God, some just explained every line cleaner that ever comes know, in huh? here. Yeah, and, and then some young guy gets to go over there, and I'm like, "What am I doing here? This isn't this isn't normal." So then I actually started to get into it and I was like this is this is actually a really fun part of the business I mean there's a lot going on back here that people don't ever get to see and if I plan on staying in this business something that'll come in handy down the road so I did that for a couple years and then I went over then I went over to be a driver a beer driver in Phoenix Arizona probably like you were actually like drove the truck and unloaded the kegs yeah. and all that yep. <gasps> in the cute little red shirt oh yeah, well, no, it was blue back then. <laughs> they switched it. It's red now, right? Red and black? It's red now. Oh, it no. looks like Coca-Cola. If you go in yeah, fries. Yeah, they do. They look just like Coca-Cola. No, oh, Hensley sometimes delivers just sometimes just a van that shows up, so I don't know who it is. It's Ooh, Dylan. They always, he, they always wear that red and black shirt. The, de the delivery driver guys are always really sweet. Okay. Right. Any anyway. <laughs> I was I, I was important. sweet. I was sweet. I was very sweet. You have yeah. to be sweet. You have to be nice to these people, even if you don't want to. Yeah. Well, I had nothing to be mad about. You know, you show up there. It's just uh, you're a guy so bringing beer. Like, yeah. how bad of a job is that? Yeah. And then you're actually, like Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what's funny is actually the delivery driver job was a, a step down from the draft services position. When I when I would show up, normally people if they had draft pouring problem were really excited to see me then delivery you know they were still pretty happy most of the time unless i was blocking something or then what, what made you to, to give that up to say oh i'll take a step down to deliver beer uh that's actually when the economy started to tank uh -huh. and they eliminated most of those positions oh and wow and outsourced it and then ended up just uh, dissolving me into the rest of the company wow. so well, that you was gotta keep your job yeah, so I actually got to keep my job, um, and then when you get your CDL, you get a raise too, substantially, and it was just, it was fun to learn how to drive a truck too. Things I just never thought I would ever be interested in. I wasn't really like a truck driver type personality, <laughs> and uh, ended up just really liking like local deliveries was pretty fun, and you get to meet all these cool people and. Just uh, that's kind of when it really started. It, each level grew. The draft services was a very behind-the-scenes job, and then the delivery driver—you know—you're there for hours with a big truck in front of their store. So then you just get just end up running into a lot of people all day. So you just load everything up on the dolly and haul it into the store, and then say, "See ya." No, well, you have to rotate it and stock it. So you actually actually go out and stock it too. You don't put it like in like backs in the back room somewhere, and then. 
the employee stock it. You actually have to go out there and do that. Yeah, we yeah, we, we did everything. We had to rotate it, and then uh, that was a big part of it was the rotation. That's actually why He likes we, rotating it. Yeah. Okay. I've heard that about you. Okay. <laughs> I think that's Joe. Yeah, I do too. I don't think we all got it. And the other podcast. Oh, I think would. we all got it. I think everybody's laughing. Okay. So... So when well, you like walk into Walmart and they've got like a Let fancy bunch there. of cases or kegs made into a choo-choo train or something, did you have to do that too? Yeah. No. Really? How long did that take you? It it would take three to six hours sometimes. So you're spending three to six hours in a Walmart just assembling some display. Yeah. Just for to be up for 10, 12 days for Memorial Day to assemble the tank. I mean, it was pretty... Uh, Interesting. And and who paid for that? Budweiser or the distributor? My time? Yeah. Definitely definitely the distributor. That is crazy that they will spend they'd rather spend somebody six hours to make this display at, at Fry's at the grocery store instead of you guys out there delivering beer and getting beer into and, and customers' hands. Uh, well, I mean, it's kind of one of the same. have you seen those displays? They're pretty it is. cool. But I just walk by <laughs> and I look at them. But I was, people are like, like, oh, my God, do they sit and like Marvel at them? Something. It's not made of Legos. or not. I think they're, they look like Legos. Sometimes it looks they're, cool. Sometimes they're kind of funny. But I was like, I, I just, I'm shocked the amount of hour and time that they would spend in doing that. I want to see the that. schematic that you have to look at to create it. That's so, what I want to Most of them are don't. They just are made up, to be honest with you. Really? A whole bunch of them have just been... Like there's no schematics like Coca-Cola has with their 12 packs. They know how to make the Cardinals head. We, we just start throwing stuff on the ground and get a good idea what it's gonna look like. He's like, hey, hey, Bob, hey, let's build this. Hey, okay, and then you guys would just. So look at that. There's creativity involved in that job. I never saw that coming. Me either. Me either. I thought everything was like by the crack of the whip for you guys. It's like you better be here. You better be there. Better to get this on time. Yeah. Well, it was all about selling in that amount of product because it would take. Eight nine pallets of thirty packs of Bud Light to make one of these. Well, there's a lot of Walmart's in town. Yeah, man. Yeah, the, and then they would all run a special price, and it was just exhausting. And then twelve days later, you go do it again. And then no, then you got to take the whatever's left of it down and go put it back on a pallet and stick it in the back room. And you're like, well, that was that wasn't very cool. Uh, oh. So you take all that warm beer that's been sitting by the front door and go put it in the back, and they and then put it back on the shelf, or what they do with it. Well, that was all stored. That was all stored at room temperature. The back room was stored room temp. Mm-hmm. Some of the coolers will have. Were the mountains blue though? The mountains were blue. In the cooler, the ones that were went to hot to cold twenty times. I have any idea what you guys are talking about right now? Blue mountains. Uh, it's the Coors, Coors Light can. It tells you it's cold when it turns blue, because there's no other okay, way to we're notice. We're talking about Hensley. It's Budweiser. Yeah, Why are we talking he about was Coors? just messing around. Yeah. Oh, and then you're making fun of my joke about well, rotating? Okay, like, come th- on. My is, joke was way better than your This course. is a beer podcast. This is a beer jokes. Everybody knows how important it is to rotate beers. But I'm bum. <laughs> so how long did you do that for? That I did that for about five years. I did a couple of different driving jobs, one side loader, one in loader, and then started driver sales, and that's actually how I ended up moving to sales. So there was the next step down of where people were really happy to see you. Not a lot of people are really happy to see a salesman because we start asking for everything. <laughs> you want to buy this? You want to buy this? You want to buy this? And we do it for a couple of hours. I love so. it when salespeople come in. I get to talk about beer and look at try different samples. And that's how we met. Yeah, that's true. But it's uh, it's different from the distributor side. You're just a lot of the stuff. If let's say you weren't uh, a business that rotates a lot of beer and you're just uh, 
Applebee's or something. Uh-huh. We're going to go try to sell more than you need and try to keep you have make sure you have plenty of beer and then they always want to cut it back and then you're trying to talk to them into taking more because a lot of those stores don't they already have like a a, a corporate kind of deal and these are because i mean they got printed laminated beer lists yeah so those don't change the uh-huh. beer lists don't change but the thing is 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 you if you only sell one keg a week you only need you and they want to try to send you two so is that your job to go in and try to get them to buy, buy another more. one? Well, no. It's it's honestly, it's people try to cut themselves short mm-hmm. instead of try to cover it just because they're looking at food costs and beer costs and they're going through way too much. And then when you have an independently owned business, you know that if you don't have beer to sell, you're not making any money. So it's just two different ways of looking at it. So I don't know. It's just kind of uh, it's about behind the scenes. It's actually like a... Terribly boring. I was gonna say, is it was that extremely boring going into Applebee's and say, "Hey, I've got an insanely boring. I got this new Budweiser for you. Can you can put it on after this old Budweiser?" Insanely boring. I'm yeah. not gonna lie though, but Applebee's at 27th Avenue and Bell when I when I was newly started and I come around the corner, um, walking to the front to go check some stuff. The one of the servers was just had her pants completely down around her ankles. Nah, uh, yep. Waiting her, for you? Showing no, showing <laughs> her friends something. <laughs> I, I, all I did, I just yelled really loud. I just yelled "whoa," <laughs> and really embarrassed her. We actually ended up going out on a couple dates. Yeah, yeah I'm sure you, you did. did huh? There we go. Okay, here we are. That's awesome. We really did. We really did. Uh, <laughs> she ended up getting a, a DUI, and then she. Uh, I had to go to jail, so I didn't really want to hang out with her anymore. <laughs> oh, you wow. learn all kinds of cool stuff in jail, though. I'm a little surprised that you didn't want to hang out with her anymore. It wasn't that long of a time either. I feel like I could have made it the seven was days. She, she was in there. Her prison tattoo from before. Or? Was she showing them? Yeah. She had her pants down, like. Yeah, I mean, that's around like a, her ankles. That's like, like an at everyday work. comment. You know, it happens like weekly basis for you. That's the one and only time I've ever seen that, <laughs> like it being catching somebody on by surprise. I've seen other things. Oh wow, I know because some of the stories I hear, I don't want to share them on here, but some of the stories I hear are pretty nuts. Oh, I want to hear some of these. Who who tells? I, I can't, let's well, hear some I've hearsay got a stories. A lot of reps who come in here, and I'm not going to get into that. I want to get him in trouble. You don't tell them names. I don't know if I'm allowed to tell the stories. You ever seen Dragnet? You just change the names no. to protect the guilty. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Oh, that was a nice sound. That's what are you a pouring? great sound. That's gonna be a scorpion amber ale. So okay, let's let's go let's go over that beer really fast. Do, give us your good sales pitch here. My sales pitch. Yeah, pretend you're like a NASCAR well, dude. And you well, you guys one. need some glasses so you guys can try it. They were here. I don't know where they went. Oh, I took them away because nobody was using them. Oh. I, got I drank my my uh, full moon, which I absolutely love that beer. I feel like it's a totally underrated beer. And it's delicious. And every time we've had it on tap here, it sells like crazy. But then Brandy doesn't want to order it again because. Which I one's drink the full moon? What kind is it? Is it it's a, a Belgian blonde. It's a Belgian white. Belgian white. Oh, Belgian so white. Okay. yummy. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Thanks, Joy. Joy got yeah, it's all Brandon nice likes to rotate sweet. a lot of different beers. So Brandon there's also a likes lo- to rotate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to sit here and keep drinking. Thank you. I want to see how many times you can actually throw that in there. I know we're no trying doubt. to figure it out. Challenge accepted. We were talking today about like making this into a drinking game, but I was like, well, I listen to this when I'm driving, so it's not going to be any fun for me. 
Oh, you, Kevin, do you know what you do a lot? What? I can get. Yeah, this is great. I noticed this. Oh, okay. Okay. When you're listening yeah. while people are talking during the podcast, you yeah. go, "Yeah, that's what you do." You oh, sit, I do. You yeah, just, you, just <laughs> you just sit there and like, and then like there would be a little silence, and then Kevin will go, "Yeah." <laughs> And I started cracking up when I was listening to the one with Annette, which I loved. You guys did such a great job with that one with Annette. You just did. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) See? And you'd sit here and then all of a sudden, like, she'd be talking and then you'd go, yeah. I'm very encouraging. You are. You are. So. Listening to yourself on a podcast, you start to realize the things you say over and over and over again. Yes. And I said that to Brandon. I go, we got to turn that into a drinking game. Every time Kevin says, yeah. Every time Brandon says negative connotation and every time Joe says something about working with a helmet, like having to wear a helmet to work, <laughs> yeah, exactly. that would be your drinking game. And then on mine, it would be like every time Joy says something about Wisconsin, every yeah. time Missy says something about her boobs, and every time I say the word fuck, like you'd be hammered by half an hour into it. So. Yeah, I didn't realize how many times I said bullshit on the last one. That was hilarious. I, who said bullshit? I did. That's so kind of your favorite word. Were you is. upset last time? I, I was. Like we were talking you. about trademarks and social media and comments yeah. from Yelp, and yeah, I got a little, I got a real little riled up. Yeah. I wouldn't call yeah. it riled up. I call it passionate. Yeah. Okay. Well, Daniel's yeah. our guest, so he it's can a- listen to the podcast. And so let's go back to you, Daniel. Well, I didn't get to hear. So now the the rest of the podcast, I'm gonna keep hearing all my. You spent a lot of yeah. time in the car. You should be listening. You should yeah. be all cut up by now. That's funny. I actually don't listen to anything when I drive. It's kind of creepy. <laughs> you drive really? in silence? No music. No, I get it. I do that too because. Oh. Well, I only occasionally do. Oh I do no, that. I like it. It's nice and quiet, and I'm in my own suicidal thoughts. It's awesome. I love it. I haven't. Uh, I haven't listened to music like while I'm working. I, I don't know. Probably. Really. Three years. I don't know why. I just sit there in dead silence, and then as I pull into somewhere. I'm like, damn, I should have turned on the radio. And I do it about every stop, and then I come back out, and I forget. But the radio sucks. It's like it's every... Radio that's does. what podcasts it does. are it's for. Like, you don't have to listen to that shit yeah, anymore. Yeah, that's true. You should listen to some true crime podcasts. I can tell you all of them. I'll help you out. I'll send you... I'm going to text you a list. I don't have, like, a really good stereo system in a work vehicle. I'll help you you know what? That. With true crime yeah. podcasts, you don't need to. You just have to hear the person or just, talking. You could be, even put it in headphones. I like, could put it in headphones. Now we're driving, Kevin. That's unsafe. Sure you can. It's That's fine. very dangerous. I do it. It's fine. cool. Yeah. No. But do you think that you drive in silence because you have your daughter in the car and she's like talking and While singing and stuff? No. Like in, in general. <laughs> There's a baby in a bar? I brought her here actually. Remember that? <laughs> yeah. Guys? She's yeah. gorgeous. We have lots of babies coming in the yeah, bar. Yeah, we do. Elle's sitting right behind me uh, right sure, now. Yeah, we've we've had babies. I want to say almost said made in the bar, but that's not true. Not in the bar. Yeah. No. After being yeah, here. after they left and went home drinking in the bar. Yeah, we we've have had babies. Three beer made. babies now. Yeah. Are but you serious? Yeah. We have pictures of these kids hanging. They bring out? them in. Oh, I have lots no. of pictures. Yeah. Show all these folks. Yeah. Well, I think I only have pictures of one of them. Uh, they were made here. No, close. That same night after coming here. Ooh. Yes. Inspired. Yeah. Wow. That's when we had the hot fuzz on, and uh, I people n- really enjoyed that one, and it really snuck up on people. I w- yeah, I want to know. Yeah, and I'm brewing it was like again, 11 percent uh, in the it? next uh, 12 oh. days. Yeah, it was like 11 percent alcohol, right? Yeah, I know, isn't I mean, he cute? That's I would say technically it was at 10, but it, give or take a percent. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. It was a good beer, so yeah, well, that'll be on again soon. So hot fuzz makes makes babies. Yep. Huh? I, I was going to almost call it the, the baby maker, but I was like, I don't people want to drink that. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, oh I don't shit, I don't want one of those. I don't know. Uh, 
I no. think people can't resist. Maybe. I don't know where we're at, maybe, but no. The day yeah. Are you going to drink it if I put it up there? Moderation? Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to make too many babies. <laughs> we have yeah. the Jake size glasses, right? Right. I don't think that you should make any more babies if you are by yourself. Like, let's not do that. You're, you're, no, you're good. So let's, let, I'm going to dive into this a little real quickly then. Just get off, get off track a little bit. All right. Um, yeah, get off track. Let's talk about the real true well, no, problem you, you've here. Got a, you've got a, a young daughter. Okay. And being in the brewing industry, we've got a, we, we work long hours. We work different hours. How is it like having, you know, a little girl like that and also being a single dad? It's, it's pretty hard, especially in the industry, too. People, you know, can, can be like, how do you work those late nights and hours? Luckily, uh, I have a really good backbone. My, my dad gets to watch her a lot, so she's real close with her grandpa. And then she uh, gets plenty of time with her mother. So I just get to schedule around that. That's one of the nice things about being a brewery rep. You can kind of free up your schedule. But at the same time... You know, most of the parenting goes on during the day. And then if I have to sneak out at night like tonight after she went down, mm-hmm. I can uh, make time for that. That was kind of a topic of discussion. Like, I, someone's there with her, right? Like, you didn't just put her down and yeah, no, my, sleep no. and you just snuck yeah, out. No. She's, she's with Grandpa. He's he's oh, asleep okay. on the couch. And she's asleep upstairs. Yeah. So she, she's good. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I was just making sure. He's like a, I was He's worried. a good daddy. I, I didn't doubt that. I've yeah. seen her in here with him. I'm he's like, amazing. I'm like, hey, she's fine. She's fine. <laughs> she's sleeping in the car. <laughs> I got. Yeah, she's right there. So, so let's go back to this. So, when did you decide you didn't want to work for, you know, Hensley anymore, and you wanted to move on to something else? You know, that's exactly uh, about that time frame. So, my daughter's two and a half, and I just started two years ago. Um, shortly after I had her, I realized that my schedule was never going to be conducive to like having a family that family life that would work i can't my my hours were very rigid and i had a certain work ethic that i didn't finish until the job was done and what typically would be later in the day five o'clock i would probably say is average earliest so i knew that if i needed to take her to a doctor's appointment or something it just wasn't going to work yeah that's actually the that was the big game changer that was the that was the straw that broke the camel's back right there. That it was a necessity. That's something I can't mess with his family. So, yep. And everybody here is, you know, it's actually funny. Is I don't think anybody realizes like how how many breweries and are actually like built around families. And it's you know sometimes people can just associate beer with. That's a really good point because I'm, I, I, you know, as soon as you said that, I started running through my head all the breweries that we kind of hang out or know and mm-hmm. all the families that are involved with them and how whatever their family dynamic is. And everybody's mm-hmm. got different hours they work, but some people like to work during the day, some people work at night, and it depends on if they have kids or not or what the age of their kids are. But in the end, most of these, if not all of these, I can say all of these, but they are family-run businesses. Yeah, almost every one that I can think of that – People that we're good friends with, mm-hmm. you know, Robin Candy at North Mountain, all three of their girls are working there in uh-huh. the brewery, waiting tables, hostessing, etc. Our boys are here all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, look at the shop. That's like a whole family. There's all kinds of family involved in that one. Yeah. Um, Us. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, 
you know, a lot of us are state 48. Yeah, yeah. state 48. I mean, it, like there's so many. I mean, Peoria artisan. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, Carlos at ever it ever. Yeah, he's got his sisters working there and mm-hmm. his brother and stuff. I mean, it's crazy. Like, yeah, so these, it is a big family thing. Yeah, there definitely are a lot of these people. I don't get into this because maybe a little bit different thought process, but. Like for us, I wanted something that was going to allow me to spend more time with my boys because, you know, they're getting they were getting older, and I wanted to be able to do something with them, and getting to hang out with them here and spend time with them is fun, and also teach them a work ethic and to show them that by sacrificing so long, whatever we get in the future, they were helped they helped build this, and whether they want to be a part of it, awesome. If they don't, awesome. They can go do their own thing, but I want them to realize how hard it is to do this, and if some day they want to go their own route and start something on their own I want them to realize mm-hmm. and remember how hard it was and if they're really up to that task at that some point I, I love that about this place is that they have a lot of their friends came from this place the people that they're actually like they have their little mini families mm-hmm. with now and um and you can see how important everything is to them I mean like Kate is so picky about the food that comes out of this kitchen mm-hmm. and and Derek's like into all the beer and picking everything, and it's, yeah, it's it's a total family effort kind of a thing. So we get that. It's a, it's a lot of hard work too. So like, there's a lot of things to be learned for for young children actually in this business. I mean, we get to have some fun too. I mean, don't get me wrong, we all cut loose probably way more than we should, but at the same time, we're we're That's still really res- we work hard. Yeah. <laughs> I need to try all these beers you brought tonight. You're I have to. It's just—it's part of my job. Yeah, you're doing a great job. Doing I've had them all before, but I'm gonna try them again anyway. <laughs> just for a, that's you how know, hard this work is. That's you have to do it. Opinion. You have to do yeah. the same thing over and over again. Yes, it's mm-hmm. quality assurance, consistency, R and D. We call it R and D. Yeah. Yeah. So when you decided, uh, hey, I'm gonna go do this, how did you find out about the job? Well, actually, uh, I had signed up for. I had signed up for an email alert on brewery jobs that were opening up, and I got an email, and it was funny because I was actually really good friends with the owners already, and uh, surprised they wouldn't just contact me, like you know, do you know anybody that might be interested yeah. in this? And uh, and they didn't they didn't do that, so I was kind of bummed out about that, but that's okay. Was uh, there anything? I mean, because I know from other distributors and things like that, there's kind of rules about going from that end of it being a, working for like a large distributor to being a brand ambassador or going to work for a brewery that they might represent. Was there a, any issue with that? Yeah, so like people aren't really fond of poaching. So since they did not do that, that was probably really good on their part. So nobody ever knew that. Like they, they, didn't, they didn't poach me. So that was, uh, I think Hensley took that really well, and we still have a good working relationship over there. Well, I that's probably why they didn't say anything to you, because they didn't want to be accused of poaching. That's a possibility. Yeah, because brewer poaching is a, a thing that happens, even though sometimes people say that no, but it, it happens, it, whether it's the brewer or the brewery. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, so I mean... We've had people approach us here and ask to if they can, you know, are we hiring, can they work for us, and they work at other breweries, and we're like, no. Yeah, we have reps who come in and say, hey, do you know anybody who's hiring? And I'm like, well, if I, let you, if I, if I hear something, I'll let you know. I mean, but generally, they're more plugged in it than I am because all I hear is just the reps coming here to sell me beer. I don't, I'm don't. i not on, you know, online looking for this kind of stuff. It's just if I hear it through the grapevine, I'll make, relay it to somebody. But I've never actually got to the point where I said, hey, you know, someone's hiring and they went to work there. I've never done that. 
yeah, the, I don't know. Yeah, that's the whole brewery world is really tight. Like, so sometimes being poached is okay. Sometimes it's not. Some you don't. You never know what's going on as far as who's going to be working where tomorrow. Especially on this side. That's the. That's where I see a lot of people end up moving on the supplier side. So if yes. you work for an individual brewery, you watch people come in and disappear all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I was trying to think on average. Um, a rep that we deal with, whether it's a, it's a brew rep or it's from a distributor, on average, eight months to a year. Yeah, I would. And then also we got another one, and then they're there for eight months to a year, and then we get another one. Yep. And it's hard to sometimes build a relationship with these people, and that's why I really like that when I get to, you know, actually have a working relationship with some of these people and becomes a friendship, and then at that point it's like we're good wherever they go at that point. Yeah. Like it's Casey from. Yeah. Exactly. Crown. Yeah. We've, we've had him for. Two years now? Not quite, but even before. No, yes, we have. So where'd he go? Sorry, he, Kevin. No, no, Casey's still there. And then uh, we still have a relationship with Carmen. I mean, we still see oh, her from time Carmen. to time. Carmen's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Um, so it's we love when we get that kind of relationship with people and um, and become friends and, and you know, not say help them out, but I like, honestly, I like buying beer from those kind of people. No, absolutely. You can... Uh, you just know that if you're going to get it from them and you're, you haven't tried it before, that mm-hmm. it's going to be quality product that everybody enjoys. Yeah, you, there is a trust factor there that comes with it. Yeah, it's important for me to put the beers on from breweries that I, I like and breweries that are my friends. Yeah, I can get a lot of other breweries. Um, I get a lot of other beer, but there's just ones that I like because I've got such a good relationship. But these are, these are my bros. I like these guys. I like these people. I want So I want to put their beer on tap. Well, then look at this, too. Let's just say this, okay? And I, I, so you you came in a lot trying to get us to buy Mud Shark beer, and we didn't want to. And oh, you never even told me that. I was just coming in here, and now you're telling me all this? <laughs> you big liar. No, but you were in here a lot, and so, but we didn't really... You want, didn't want you don't want to buy my beer? We no, we do now. But it, here's the thing is that we gave Mudshark a second chance because of you. Really. And I mean that's that's all honesty and I think a lot of people because Mudshark right. is one of the original breweries here in Arizona. And I think that for a while they kind of built up like this negative stigma you know that they weren't very good, but I've always loved the Full Moon. The Full Moon's always been one of my favorites. But um, you came in and you brought us, like, the vanilla caramel porter. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't even remember. Like, there was another one that you brought us that we were just like. The coffee mm. one. Morning and bus. Joe loved the coffee, coffee beer. Yeah. Never even bought that for him. Yep. I, got, I have a so can back good. there for him. What's that? I have a can back there for him. There oh, was yeah. a sour that you had that was amazing. Oh, the Lambic. <laughs> And everybody oh, yeah. loved that. Yeah. Everybody that we didn't even we couldn't even keep that here. That that <clears throat> beer sold in like a week. Yeah. That whole keg was gone in like yeah, a week. What was the name of that beer? I can't remember. That was the that was that raspberry lambic. So that, that was yes, just that was good. Mm. Yeah. That was a very good beer. It was so And I don't good. think it's just the fact that I think it just the hipster mentality or crapper mentality that when you're young and you're new and you're small, you're mm-hmm. awesome. It's hard to get the beer and everybody loves it. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden when you, you become big and it's easy to get, you're not cool anymore, and people don't want it. And so it makes it harder at some point, even though you could be making great-ass beer, but because you can go into fries and get it, there's almost like a negative stigma about it. So people, there you go, drink. So anyway. Um, you said stigma, not connotation. Oh, sorry. But it's, 
I like it when these when reps come in and they say, "Here, try all these new beers." Mm-hmm. I had the brewery from that come in yesterday, and we generally have a, a that beer on tap almost all summer, and we haven't had it in a while. And it's strawberry like, blonde. Yeah, and I was like, "Wow, we haven't had it in a while." So she came in. I almost bought it from Casey last week, actually. Mm-hmm. So she brought it, and we tried them all. Me and Derek went through them. All. I was like, "These are actually very clean beers." And I was like, these are all very good beers. I go, why don't we have more of these? And so I said, I said yeah, next week, uh, yeah, put me mm-hmm. down. I'll, I'll talk to Casey. We're gonna, we'll put Strawberry Bond on next week. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, awesome. You know, um, they'll be so excited about it. I'm like, that's cool. I said, I'm excited to put it back on. We have it, we've had it on tap, I mean, for a long time. Our uh, POS systems keeps track of the, of the beers. And I think that's the third longest beer we've ever had on tap. Oh, wow. Mm. Well, we need three. to get another keg of Full Moon. I'm just saying. You can snag one up anytime. We keep plenty. So, right. so, so going back to the negative stigma, I got to cover that real quick because yes. that's like uh, I was trying to bring it back, but that's, good job. Yeah, good that's, job. We'll just, we'll just like reel it back it in. Yeah, we'll just reel it back in. Okay, I'm gonna pee. Okay, have fun. So, so I totally, I totally understand where some of that stigma can come from as it gets as breweries grow, and the availability is there. The desire, the drive goes down. But we also, Mudshark suffered a little bit of uh, setback. Um, when you grow, when you grew just a little bit too fast at the wrong time, that your capacity reaches whatever you can do, that that you're stuck brewing the same three beers over and over um, just to keep up with demand. And the, the passion kind of goes away. Maybe some of the brewers, like a brewer, might leave, and you're kind of hung- burnt out. They get burnt out of yeah. brewing the same beer. They're they're not. It's artistic. They're not having any fun with it. I mean, just for me, artistically, beer's fun. Yeah, I've yet to make the same beer twice. I've come close on some of these, but I've changed it because I want to make something different. Yeah. and I, I could imagine what it would be like. Because brewers have like this sometimes weird uh, little bit of artistic kind of a little bit of bohemian kind of you know attitude where they like to be creative. Mm-hmm. And imagine taking that creative person and putting him in a box and say, hey, you know what? Make this, this beer over and over and over and over again. It's got to get extremely boring. It, it gets extremely boring. And then what happens is you have a recipe, and then you, um, you, and it's a hit, and it's like full moon. It's doing well for all these years. And then it starts to slow down because those brewers left. And whether or not we want to admit it, when you have a replacement brewer that comes in that's doesn't know all about it they're following recipe but it doesn't always stay perfectly consistent their timing isn't always perfect mm-hmm. they think they can get away with this and that that the public won't notice and you totally notice so yeah, brewers mm-hmm. we do that i mean that's why a lot yeah. of brewers have no problem sharing recipes because whether i make it here you make it in mud shark yeah, somebody else different. makes it in flagstaff somebody else makes it in tucson yep beers will be close but they're gonna be different yep. all yeah. our systems are different all our ingredients are a little bit different and so even though we follow the same thing the beers will have a different taste to them yeah, that consistency is really, really a big deal. So when you get to the size you are, and consistency is so important because you are mass producing this stuff and, and canning and kegging it and put it out there on retail, mm-hmm. that's a vital part for you guys. Yeah, yeah. So we, so they, they lost a little bit of consistency a few years back, um, and it was, it was noticeable that, like, enough to where it started to definitely have an impact that people weren't having the same beer twice. Um, not well, at least not in a row. Mm-hmm. So anyway, they uh, after that um, they ended up getting an excellent brewer that he's now over at State Forty Eight. But he was uh, the last one to to move on before our head brewer now took over, which he 
he has worked for Mudshark for over 13 years. He knows wow. he knows everything about. What's his name? His name's Luke. Okay. Luke Portugal. Never met him. Yeah. So he's a really humble guy. <clears throat> he wouldn't think of himself as a brewmaster or like. I mean, he he takes his even his head brewer title a very very nonchalant. He's just a super humble guy. But his his that. mind. I'm sure that he stays up with his like after his wife and kids go to sleep and just kind of just read up every day. I think he's just that kind of guy that he he loves it that much. He was not gonna. He's not going to overdo it in his family time, mm-hmm. but he puts a little extra effort into his next recipe. And the the last four or five recipes that I've had from him that were exclusively him, no other influences, one guy that just got trained the old-fashioned way underneath previous brewers just nails recipes one after another. So I'm, like, super happy where we're standing right now. And even though the name, like, you know, might have some negative stigma from years past it's it's totally the recipes have all been cleaned up um hops have been changed different grains all everything we've done has been changed and just and not even because not even because we needed to fix all of it but just the nature of the beast you can't get some things anymore you have different suppliers now different year crops and we're you know we fight to find the best products so as a as a rep i like to answer this question from other breweries too when you go into a facility or to a brewery or a bar or something, how how do you how do you get these people to give you another shot? Uh, I just let them I just let them try a few beers, and I just and you know I'll just take the hit on the cheek because I, I totally understand where they're coming from. I get I get that they feel like somebody let them down and they probably gave it several tries and then they're like you know what I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do this anymore. But now with with consistency being there for the last couple of years and me coming in several times and bringing in several samples, you get to, you get to be like, you know, this is, this is super, super solid. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and then I don't try to do, I don't try to come in with any of the flashy stuff, like try this one cool beer we did. Like, no, try our core beers, like try it, try an Amber, try our desert magic IPA. Just, that's also not your guys' model. You're not a one-off brewery. Uh, you know what? To answer that, we really are, but going through a distributor and covering the whole state, we are sometimes held back from what we can release. So there's a bunch of beers on uh, tap in Havasu that I don't get to sell you. Somebody just told me that. Somebody was just there. It was Bob. That you guy, that he was in Havasu and he went to the facility. <laughs> I keep hearing L giggle and it's just cracking me up. It's the sweetest thing ever. Anyway, so Bob was there, and he's like, there is so much stuff on tap there that you guys have never had in here that I've never seen in the grocery store. And I'm like, well, that's really common. Breweries have you know, usually more beer at their place, but that kind of sucks that yeah, yeah. So we I, can't I mean, get more. I have to try to convince. So I'm, I'm, we're sold to my previous distributor that I used to work for. So I get a little bit extra privilege i think sometimes here and there they'll throw me a bone i mean i'm not like we're not like the stone of this year in nevada's of the world that they just you know wave their hand and hensley's going to take it and make sure that it gets sold everywhere uh they they kind of tell the little guys to back off a little bit and like you know don't give us everything because you know you guys have the capacity to make so many more one-offs uh-huh. like you know you were in smaller systems well, like you that get- raspberry lambic that we had that was amazing yeah, yeah. So I mean, well, so once once a beer is good enough, and we can say, 
this is this is something that you want to represent out in the market, like, like desperately. Like, this how many is beers are on tap in Havasu? At any one time? Yeah. Different beers. Different beers on in Havasu. Uh, honestly, it, it ranges, but I would probably say about 21 different beers of our own. Wow. Yeah. Why are we not going to fucking Havasu? Because <laughs> I've never have, been there. I, I heard they have, have a, a really boom, big boom, boat. Don't they have a, a really big bridge there? Guess what? Boat. The 45-inch Moomba boat. Daniel, he has yeah. one. Let's go with him. Well, well that's the, what he had. He sold it. We the, could ride the boat under the bridge. The, well, the boat doesn't drive you to there. Okay. <laughs> the boat, a car takes you there. Yeah. Well, once we're there, we can ride the boat under the bridge. Yes, we can do that. All right. I really don't care to be on the boat. I want to be in the brewery and just hang out and drink. Why don't you want to be we on have, the boat? Hey, the we boat's have, where it's at. We have the plastic. boat is spring break happening, like right oh, there. Sweet. Yeah, probably. Because I'm gonna be like I'm gonna be like Ross with you know his 40 year old Ross out there hanging out with all the 20 uh, something pe- year old people at Havasu. Oh, I brought, you, I brought you two full moons. Oh, my God. I just went and filled up this beer it's that I don't like, even want to drink. It's not like yes. you're not going to drink it. Oh, I yes. got another candle burner, too, guys. Oh, that's oh, for me. Can I, get another, can I get another glass, Bubba, that, so, so I can drink this? Thank you. How? Thank you, Daniel. How many beers yeah. are gone through the distributor right now? Go through the distributor right now. How many? From, from me? Like you're, are there just like certain six, eight core beers that's all you're doing right now? Uh, no, well, we we have a couple in stock right now. Uh, we have like our sour that that I got them to to take for springtime. Um, but yeah, mostly our cores. We we really ramp it up later on in the year, um, around around October, November, December. So you, so you have like a certain amount of core beers, and you have a certain amount of seasonal beers. We don't have a certain amount of seasonal beers now. So we just finished our expansion, so we have a lot more room um, to uh, to store. Thank like, you, Bubba. So we, we were just all over the place. How big storage. is this new expansion? 12,000 12, square feet. Holy shit. It's Kevin. huge. Jesus, that's huge. It's huge. There's <laughs> overspray. April just got overspray on the mic. I don't have my hold, phone. Hold, no. Brandon, point Brandon point didn't point even ask. No, I know. Uh, it's still there. It's gone. That was too bad. Here, get the, oh, you're cleaning yourself up. Yeah. Yeah, clean yourself <laughs> <laughs> Mind the overspray. Yeah. Oh, man. You're so, welcome, Missy. So yeah, so this uh, the expansion was huge and gave us so much more room t- for uh, activities, and we uh, built bunk beds. Bun- so I can sleep in the brewery now. You can. What? Oh, there's racks in the in the brewery. There so are. So you can be on 24 hours. Exactly. <laughs> so like some of our like sours, kettle sour is like a 24 hour brew. Uh huh. So they rotate shifts of staying there and hanging out oh, all night. Oh, I thought they like rented this out. Well, I, I was all excited. I have a massage oh, bed in my brewery. I take naps on. You have a massage bed? Yeah. It's awesome. It's just to take naps on. There's no girl giving you a massage. Who's a massage therapist, though? There's no happy That's endings. a good idea. We Whose bed was it? That's a Our friend Harold. It was his aunt or somebody's aunt. Oh, I didn't even know that. I didn't yeah. know that. Yep. That's crazy. The stuff that breweries collect, <laughs> like the random, yeah. the know, random huh? pieces I of furniture. Guy, he wanted to give me like a like a twelve foot by six foot chalkboard, and I'm like, thanks, but I really don't need a chalkboard. He's, and he's, he kept, I mean, like for four or five times he come in here, and the last time he's like, dude, you just gotta take it. I'm like, what am I gonna do with it? He's like, I just want it out of my garage. I go, well, I don't want it in my brewery. <laughs> he's like, he's like, just just get it out of here. He's he's like, dude, I'll just give it to you. He's like, he goes. Just hang it up on the wall back there. I'm like, no. First of all, I hate chalk dust because it gets everywhere. And it's a Who big was ass- asking you to take this? I forgot his name. Um, 
you'd recognize if you saw him. But my daughter would love that chalkboard. Cool it's, story, it's, bro. What, you want it? I'll let, he might spill be in his garage. I doubt he got rid of it because I don't even know he's gonna throw it away because it's so big. <laughs> he chopped it up in pieces. Yeah, we have a bunch of whiteboards in the garage. That we, we pull, Which is dismembering, we, we learned we tonight in, uh, at Trivia. Yeah, yeah. Dismembering. Yeah, exactly. Chopping something we up did, in pieces. We did win yeah. Trivia again tonight because we are pretty awesome at it. Yeah, we, we are going to start doing Trivia here pretty right soon. There. We're getting pretty good yeah, at it. We, we have trophies winning. to prove it. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's on display here behind the bar. I think I finally convinced Brandon... I finally convinced Brandon, I think, that uh, we can do this on our own. We don't need to hire a company to do this trivia thing. Uh, I think we should have Daniel and Joe handle it. (gasps) Trivia. April and Joe are going to run the trivia. Oh, my God. You guys can bring in all your lady friends. He didn't say April. He said Daniel. He doesn't want me doing anything. No, Um, we want them because they'll bring in the ladies. Oh, because Joe and Daniel are tasty snacks. There you go. So yeah. Joe and Daniel are running the trivia. Yeah. Oh, speaking of Joe and Daniel being tasty snacks, let's hear the story about Joe at Beer Fest. At the Strong Beer Fest and Daniel and Daniel's little um, fun little coworker. Ooh, okay. So, uh, <laughs> so, so I, I I took off. I had uh, somebody show up, um, and I had to go give him a badge to get in. And uh, before, I totally thought he was going right. to say, "I have to go give him a bath," and I was like, a "How bath. do I sign up for this?" Not a bath, not <laughs> a bath, a badge, a badge. Damn it! They were tubbing. We, yeah. we can't. They like, were tubbing. You were tubbing. We were tubbing. So I ran up front and uh, disappeared from the tent right when we started. It was still pretty slow. It was VIP, and uh, so Joe from from Richter goes over to say hi at my tent, looking for <laughs> Joe me. Joe from Richter. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he is Joe Richter, by the way. So Joe Richter, pretty says. much official yeah. now. Yeah. yeah, he's my he's yeah he's my boy's uncle now. Mm. Oh, he is. Yeah. yeah. So so Richter Joe. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so Richter Joe came over and uh, my my I don't even know what you call her. She she was a part time employee before, but now she just helps me with events occasionally. So she she just uh, she just helps us out with all the busy stuff. So she's she's holding she's being in the tent, mm-hmm. and Joe comes up there. And uh, I had no idea that Joe came to say hi. She's like, somebody came looking for you. And I tried to describe him. And then I actually started describing Joe. And she's like, no, that's not him. <laughs> yeah. I How are you describing Joe? I was like, I was like, is he uh, tall, dark, and handsome? <laughs> that's what you said? Yeah, I said something. I don't know. I was like. I and was she like, said, no, that's not him? I was like, big, tall dude. I was like, maybe another guy with a beard. I was like, did you? I was like. Did you see him at all? I, I didn't really get into depth. I wasn't like, he has really nice dimples or anything. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say anything. I didn't say anything like that. But yeah. so, so she's like, no, I, she's like, we no, it's not that. Really so I, I kept asking and kept asking. I was trying to figure out who it was because uh, I actually had a girl that was supposed to come over to my tent and I was waiting for her to Ooh. show up. Yeah. And girl uh, coming over to and your she tent. Said it was, and then she said it was a dude. So I was really let down. <laughs> but, uh, but then a little bit later on during the fest, lo and behold, Joe walks up and uh, we start talking for about 10 minutes and he finally leaves and she's literally like sweating and hyperventilating. <laughs> she's like, that was him. That was the guy. That was the guy that was looking for you. And I was like, Joe? <laughs> I was like, I asked if that was the guy. I was like, I tried to describe him. Yeah. And, and, I, and I she didn't. And I do too, but like I'm sitting here and I, because I know Joe so well, and I'm thinking about Joe, and I, I'm not gonna lie. I mean, Joe's a tasty snack. I he really is. He really is. But not to hyperventilate. Like, 
Like, she's all hyperventilating over Joe. She literally, she literally, she's, she's. Daniel is like, and Joe was like, what are you saying? <laughs> like, I'm no Daniel. And I'm like, no, dude, you're no Daniel. Uh-uh. It's Joe, a different. Joe's thing. my Joe. man crush, though. Joe's it's, Joe. Don't knock, don't knock Joe. How He's the firefighter he? hunk yes. guy. Yeah. I'd put him in the counter with me next year, but I don't want to feel inadequate. <laughs> right. Yes. Maybe, oh, maybe if he was totally suited up. Oh, we already have this idea where With he's, he's going to carry me over his shoulder. There you go. <laughs> totally suited up so you can't yeah. see Representing his hands the and females face, huh? in the room. Yeah. Hello. Representing the females. He was so females. upset he couldn't be here tonight. Uh, he was sending me messages. Joy and, he was and so I upset. both don't get it. We both know Joe, and we're kind of like, but Daniel. But but Joe's, I don't know. He's he's super he's super talkative. He's got it in a different way, though. He, like, makes you smile and, like, belittles you at the but same you know time what? and yeah. you like it. You know what? And don't feel sorry for he Joe. Doesn't, because he doesn't rock a pink shirt like you do. <laughs> Salmon. Excuse Salmon. When we were packing up, leaving the beer fest that day, I do remember this because I took pictures of it. All of a sudden I see Joe talking to this tall brunette and I'm like, she's really pretty. What's Joe doing? And for a note, she's like coming around, shaking his hand. He's all talking to her and exchanging phone numbers. I was like, look at him. After this whole event, he still has it going on. Because that's just Joe. That's that is Joe. I mean, she was still all panicky the rest of the day. Like, she, she's married, okay? Uh-oh. And and I swear it up to she. She wanted to tell the story. I didn't know that part. Kevin just spit beer out of his mouth. Holy crap! Almost. He just oversprayed on his mouth. Yeah, Kevin oversprayed too. Here's that. Where's that towel? You, 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 can you guys share towels? Is she gonna be at the uh, Great Arizona Beer Fest? She will no, not be. No, it's not the Great Arizona Beer Fest. What call it whatever you want to call it. It's it changes. The Arizona Craft Beer Festival. I thought they were calling it the West Side. So this craft is next. Beer Fest. This is what on the twentieth. Four twenty. Four twenty. Yes. Joe is gonna be pouring for us, and Daniel's gonna be at his booth. Correct. Yeah. Well, we'll be at our booth for a short period of time because we end up leaving and going and drinking a lot. Yeah, I'm going to go drink at Daniel's booth and drink well, the full That's good because Daniel won't be there because we'll be with me drinking somewhere else. That's cool. I don't care. I just okay. want to drink the beer. We had somebody last year pouring for us. Remember that? We had a good yeah. time. Yeah, we did. We got a really good picture, too. Like, you got to maybe he can post it on his Instagram or something, but you could see him. I was taking a picture from the stage, <laughs> and he's like, did you see me? And I was like, no, I, I didn't see you. And then I zoom in on the picture, and he's flipping me off down there. <laughs> That's it's but a great it's, picture. It's so far away. It's but a giant c- picture of a giant crowd, and I see him over there taking a picture, so I'm flipping him off. And then he finally comes back down. I was like, did you see me? He's like, no, what are you talking about? I'm like, no, You're so. so immature. I go zoom in on your picture, and he zooms in on it, and there I am flipping It was awesome because it's just a million tiny little heads. I was the only one paying attention. Well, well he's going to do a collage picture and post it on Instagram. It'll be side by side, like what I saw <laughs> and what we zoomed in on. We should recreate that again this year. <laughs> That's awesome. They're not going to have that stage. <gasps> oh, really? Is that girl going to be there? Is she going to be helping you with this event? She's not going to be there. Oh, she's, too bad. We just covered that. We don't want to break up any marriages. That's yeah. not what I was rooting for. I'm just saying. Like. But now this allows Joe to meet all the other single West Side ladies. Well, she's an East Side lady, so I guess that wouldn't work. Oh, yeah, out. so that's not going to work. Are you guys coming? You didn't say if you're coming. Kevin and Joy sitting over here all quiet. I don't know. Yeah, we didn't say. We haven't talked or planned or anything. It's not okay, that hard. Is there, gonna, is there going to be beer there? You don't, don't sound very excited. Ass. Yeah. yeah it's a little is there going to be beer there? Uh, there should be beer there. Last year, there was so much fest. beer there, and everybody ran out of everything, and it was raining, yeah, and we it had like. like in like in 90 minutes, and we were out of beer. it was so fun. Wow. Was, they, they were expecting 1,500 people and 5,500 people yeah, showed up. Yeah, it was crazy. And I, oh. I talked to Josh and asked if he and his wife wanted to pour for us, and 
She said no, so they're not going to. Okay, good. Because I can't <laughs> keep up with the amount of people coming. <laughs> I got so but it was just left. funny. Like, no, she, I'm, she said no, I can't go. <laughs> I can't play. I'm sorry. No fun. So what else are you pulling out of your bag there? They're just duplicates of the same ones we've already That's pour, cool. You didn't cool. pour the have a blue yet. We didn't pour the have a blue. Oh, Do yeah. Do some blueberries. Mm. It's a blueberry wheat. It's a, blue, it's a blueberry wheat. So tell me about so some of these other specialty we've one-off We've had the have a blue on tap, and it, is like, it flies through. We, uh, it tastes like are that you blueberry guys doing the cereal. Program? You guys doing sours? We actually just, I, I just actually uh, saw a picture on Instagram. Do we need clean glasses? They ordered a bunch. Of, I'm, I'm good. I'm oh my th- god! Did you smell smoking. the blueberry as soon as you he opened it? that? That's my not chest from thing. there. No, it's not. No. <laughs> uh, I can smell it from here, though. Damn, Gina. So, uh, yeah, we just got a bunch of barrels in. Uh, I knew they were on their way, but we just got a Chardonnay barrel, a Pinot barrel. We got a Four Roses barrel, three Woodford Ooh. Reserve barrels. We we got a bunch in, and then I was up in Flagstaff on on Friday, and I stopped by Majestic Marketplace. I don't know if anybody's ever stopped at Majestic in Flagstaff. It's probably the biggest, closest thing to total wine up there. It's it's pretty amazing. Huh. So, yeah, so uh, they just got their own they just got their own bourbon from Elijah Craig. Elijah Craig? Yeah, Elijah Craig. It's 12-year. I'm not a big bourbon guy, but damn, I like that bourbon. Yeah, now so, I understand why people drink it. So check this out. I, I walked through the back room and the uh, go say hi to the owners and to do the quick high and buy thing. I was just cruising by. They do a great job, so there's not much. I just want to say hello. Uh, and they got this. They have the barrel sitting in the back that they just had from this bourbon that got delivered to them. So they got 12 cases of the specialty oh, bourbon wow. just for them. And and uh, they had this barrel back there. And they're like, where the hell are we going to put this thing? And they wanted to decorate it. I was like, I was like, how fresh is that? And I tipped it. There was still a little bit of bourbon in there. Oh, man. Are you serious? So I loaded it up in my van. I said, how about we do a little collaboration brew, and we're going we're gonna to make Majestic Marketplace oh my God. a barrel-aged beer uh, out of their, out of their so bourbon barrel. You didn't feel like driving home and dropping that off here? Well, I already called the brewers. I was like, hey, man, do you guys have any beer to put in this? Good thing you're a company man. And uh, and they're like, we do snag that thing up, so it's actually uh, okay. Dibs on next one, right? Well, that was just a, that was a kind of a surprise, and they're like, this is awesome. They're like, because we need room for kegs. And I love Elijah Craig. Oh man, that's that's some serious luck right there. Yeah. So, uh, well, so when can I get some of that beer? Um, I you know what? Uh, we're gonna they just we just did an imperial stout. Uh, Ooh, nice. And they, they just th- actually threw it in some of those uh, Woodford barrels we uh-huh. got and that Four Roses barrel. So they're going to – they're gonna they have a little bit of beer left. They're going to th- actually throw that same beer into that for them. And, and they're going to they're gonna check it and see how the flavor profile is around Made in the Shade and may, might make a debut over at Made in the Shade. Might snag a slim off of that and then – and Done. then uh, get the rest back to Majestic. But if not, we might we might sit on it until uh, until like Thanksgiving wow. for them and see. We'll pull it off when the time is right. So when you have assholes like me hounding you for this specialty shit, yeah. how do you decide who gets what? Uh, friends get get what? Sweet. On- honestly, uh, there's there's a bunch of there's a bunch of people that I I just want to make sure it's appreciated. Some some people want to play. A specialty game where you need to sell a certain quantity of their core beer to do that. We we want just the beer to be appreciated. We don't. 
we're going to brew what we brew, and we're going to sell it off, but it's my job to make sure it's going to go where people are going to know what it is and like it and enjoy it. Mm -hmm. And um, so there's not... I don't. I won't really cut it off from from some people if they know what they're doing. But obviously, you know, if if like a little uh, Chinese restaurant wants to buy some specialty cake, I'm gonna be like, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's uh, not the right not the right market. <laughs> I mean, unless unless we had like it was a dim sum IPA. I don't know what <laughs> it was. Unless it made sense there, it's they're not probably gonna. That's probably coming. Away. Yeah, somebody'll yeah. make one. Yeah, so. They, there's so many weird beers Pork out there wheat. now, huh? Mm -hmm. Pork wheat. Yeah, we were kicking around. I forgot what beer we were talking about. I was joking about all people making all this weird beer. And what did I throw out there? I threw out there, like, oh, yeah, somebody's making a quinoa beer. So oh, we Googled quinoa. it. Sure enough, somebody's making a fucking quinoa beer. <laughs> Somebody already had a quinoa yes. beer. Yes. And I was like, that's just, yeah, just does not beer. sound good whatsoever. But it's like now the point was like just to make something different and get a little bit of attention out of it. People just throwing whatever the fuck they want in this thing and calling it that beer. and It's pretty wild. It is. It's pretty wild. Yeah, the, right? the beer game is like going out of control. What's funny too is uh, so people so people will knock Mud Shark, you know, for not doing a quinoa beer or something. And you know what? Honestly, we we sit back and we like kind of smack ourselves on the forehead. We're like, like we you know what? We might sacrifice the reputation, but we're not gonna do some of that. Not saying we're not knocking anybody for doing the quinoa beer, but when it comes down to it, like business wise, you know, Brandon Richter, he's gonna order. A regular beer. He is not going to order. He might sample it. He might do a four ounce pour. He might do a whole pint, but he's not going to probably do it again. Yeah. yeah. I won't do it again. Yeah. I mean, I don't care how how wild the beer is. I mean, like, and how much I enjoy it. Most likely, I don't have a second one of yes. it, and I will go back to an IPA. Yeah, those beers are fun. They're fun to have they're and they're fun. fun to try. And oh, I, I untapped it, but then after that, you're like, all right, what IPAs you've got? And it goes. Yeah. People go yeah. back to it. Yeah. Yeah. So we're like, we're, we're going to do some one-offs, but we're not going to do. I. Nobody wants to drink a toasted coconut amber with their pizza for lunch. Yeah. Like they're not going to drink <laughs> a couple right. of those. That it's more happen. like dessert or yeah. an appetizer or something. Or just know? to try it just for fun. Just have a pint and just you know, like you're at a cool gastro pub or brewery uh, and you get to try something funky. Cool. But you're you're really not going to guzzle down six of them. I mean, there's yeah. a fun thing about yeah. creativity and fun thing about trying all these new beers. Cause, I mean, there's there's a new beer every day coming out, multiple beers, new days coming out every all the time. You yeah. can't even keep up with them sometimes. Yeah, too fast. But in the end, it's like when I'm at the store or I'm at a restaurant or I'm at a brewery, I, I, I go back to some of those. I like I like this IPA. Oh, maybe it's a new IPA, but I, I'm going back to an IPA. I was like, I'm in the mood for a pale. I can tell what I'm in the mood for, and it's like that's what I'm going to drink. Maybe I'll get a sample or I'll try one of these, you know. I don't know what I can't even come up with a funky name. Blue ball oyster something <laughs> beer, and it's like I'm not. I'm just not into that. What about the the voodoo the the what the hell was it? The maple bacon donut. Oh, oh god! I bought a bottle of that. The rogue. And it was Ugh. so gross. It was so gross. I'm I think bad. it was. I just I couldn't do it. I, and, and part of the in, the beer geek inside me was like, I want to like this. I heard it's really good. Yeah. And I'm trying to choke it down. Like God, this is not good. It's not that it was a miss. Like it's just not our palate. Yeah, some people loved it. Um, yeah. I got uh, what was it? Crime and punishment from Stone. Jesus Christ, that thing hurt going down. It hurts. Well, was and it a spicy? You got punished. Yes. And so oh, I, ugh. I'm a friend with one of the brewers of Stone. So I sent him a message. I said, Hey, man. I said, If I, if I age this, will it mellow out? And he goes, No, man. It gets worse. 
No. Oh, yeah, <laughs> and I was like, you know what? So I, g- I gave one away to somebody, a friend of, because she, she loved she loved spicy beers. I'm like, here, take it. The other one I took to a to a, a beer sharing party. I'm like, everybody's gonna try this, this beer. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, here, and I'm, I'm gonna drink all the other shit. You guys drink this fun. one, and it's fun. Yes. <laughs> no. Kevin, sorry, man. It wasn't. That was your house. <laughs> Brandon dumped that beer on you. It's not that it, they're not misses and they're not like bad beers, but like just it's just creativity and it's just probably not going to stick sometimes. Like yeah. Okay, so we have a little quick little special guest here. Let's ask let's ask the bartender here at Richard Ailers. This is this is my boy. This is Derek. D bomb. What's up, man? How you doing? This is Bubba. <laughs> so Bubba is the one I let pour the beer. He has a lot of influence and a lot of uh, uh, decision making on what he picks. So what if I brought in something, I was like, hey, Derek Gravy, we're going to bring in some specialty beer from some brewery. So somebody say Mud Shark, and they made some dirt clawed cherry um, quinoa um, <laughs> beer that they poured over lettuce leaves. <laughs> and? <laughs> okay, so I'm saying, hey, I want to put this on tap. Kay now, doesn't have to cook for the night because so it's say, a whole so meal. So say we bought the keg, and how, how are you going to... We put that on tap. How are you going to sell that to somebody? Through saying, oh, no, it's amazing. Here you go. and Just throw it in front of them because it sounds absolutely fucking disgusting. It does, doesn't it? And it's yes. the hard part trying to get to sell beers like that. Because we've had some we bought and we're like, oh, man, I wish I wouldn't have bought this. And that's why I kind of have a rule for me here that I won't buy a beer unless I try it. Some of them I know are going to be good because it's either by a brewery that makes good shit all the time. And just from the ingredients, this is going to be a good beer. Or classic style. Exa- like yeah, exactly. It's not super funk. It's yes. not the lettuce leaf beer. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah, you got to try that one. Oh, you got to sneak good. those into a flight and hope someone tries, you know. <laughs> oh, when you when somebody asks you, like, you know, just just give me whatever. Just pick your five favorite beers. And then you sneak the lettuce beer in there. Yeah. So do you, in Mud Shark, do the, do the brewers have full say on what they want to make? It's it's a collective. It's a de- it's definitely a collective. They got they got a lot of uh, they got a lot of things going on, and they get to pick beers that they want to stay. They want to stay to the two seasons Phoenix uh-huh. has, you know, and Havasu has. Do you give them input as what's selling and what you think people are looking for? I do, I do actually. Uh, I think the the next thing kind of like I've seen more and could totally do more of myself are some double IPAs, some solid double IPAs. Maybe not going off the deep end double IPAs, but I think that's something I want us to do a I couple do. That's, more. That's my favorite style of beer. Yeah. Me too. So. I enjoy them thoroughly. Yeah. Um, hop Slam, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, everybody knows my, uh, my a, love of Hop Slam. Yeah, Boulevard from Kansas City. They have the Calling. That's a pretty good double IPA. It's one of my favorites. Still no Hop Slam. I mean, because, and then I. It's not Hop Slam. I drink the so shit good. out of that Grand Canyon deep in the green. That was. I don't know how you haven't it, drank it that just won some, It just won an award, I think, down at Baja Brewfest. Did it? Yeah, I think. It is a good beer. And that's something else like, I, I attribute you yeah, guys being very similar to much, or, I'm sorry, to Grand Canyon. You guys have been here for a while. You guys are both larger breweries. You're a little bit outside of, out, outside of town, but you bring a lot of beer into town. And again, you guys are that size of a, beer, of a brewery that some people look at you guys and say, oh, you guys are not the specialty one-off dudes that are you know, downtown or that I can go hang out with and, at, the, at the bar and drink their stuff. And so you, yeah. it's harder for you sometimes to get those specialty beers like that in front of people. But you've both also upped your game, too, from where you were you know, five or whatever years mm-hmm. ago. Well, we, we, had, we had to, we had to like literally 
force that through. I mean, we had to yeah. have that expansion. We had to do those things to be able to do that because we were stuck. Like we were literally stuck, and the business was growing faster than than we could actually keep up with. How long was the, the demand. Uh, process to get that thing designed and opened? Oh man, that actually it got held up with like the dumbest things. Um, it, it took it took almost two years, and it should have only took about one. That yeah. additional year was just ridiculous engineering flaws by by anything this, related yeah. and inspection it never goes Inspections according to plans and, and like codes and we're literally on a hill and they wanted us to build like a retention pond like an eighty thousand dollar block wall i'm not kidding like, like so are you freaking kidding me so like everybody should really appreciate that we, we built an eighty thousand dollar block wall so we can make sure we can sell more beer out in the whole state i mean it's ridiculous if you guys were to look at this thing it's it's it's, it's worth a grand. A I wall. mean, I'm not kidding. That's crazy. It's just cinder block. Dirt wall is literally worth a grand. What's that? This dirt wall is literally worth a grand. It, no, it's a no. It's a just cinder block. It's just cinder block dirt pile. That you guys should totally paint it white and write the wall on it. We sh- <laughs> we need to do we need to do a beer dedicated to that. Yes, yeah. the wall. Oh, yeah. Another brick. Yeah. Pink. <laughs> yeah, pink something. Yeah. Yes. There's something there. I like it. Like, I yeah, we're, we're gonna do. We're gonna do that. If you don't, don't eat know. your meat, you can't have your pudding. Something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. A pudding beer. That's the next thing. That's the next pudding IPA. I, okay, I think. No, no, no. Google it. Sounds kind of. Somebody look. Somebody look it Somebody's up. Somebody's gonna make one. Somebody will make a pudding IPA. Be like super IPA. thick and like they just make like a milkshake IPA like super thick give, again. And uh, people are pouring in these beers in bowls now. People drinking oh, out of bowls. So it's gonna come with a spoon. What? Yeah. Oh my God. If Look someone it. ever asks me Look for that, up. I might throw it at them because it's that's hard somebody asked me for a, for a straw to drink a beer. What? Yeah, yeah, we've had several people. Not a lot. I, I know there's been three people that asked for one because she had dental surgery. I'm like, okay, you're fine. Okay. The yeah, other so was because fine. she didn't want to get lipstick on my glasses. Yeah, but then the other one was some guy and he just liked to drink beer through a straw. That's. Did, that's was weird. it a paper yeah, straw or a plastic did he, straw? Did he ask that's for ice? Important part. Yeah. No. Oh, God. I've never oh, asked for that. Thank I, God. Wait, wait. Did, what did you say? Yeah, I, I actually used to see some, some guys drink like their Coors Light with ice. Oh, no. I've had someone ask me that before. Oh, really? Yeah, I've had someone ask me for ice, and I kind of looked at them like they were crazy, and they're like, so can I not have ice? I'm like, no, I don't have ice, so I don't. Why would you want that? <laughs> Yeah. Like, well, I like it with ice. I like it watered down a little bit. I'm like, there might be something wrong with you if you like yeah. it that way. I've I, had someone ask for, like, salt and or pepper in their beer before, too. Yeah, and I'm I've like, seen people salt what, beer before. What is this? We're not like serving Coors Corona. Light. Yeah, you salt the Coors Light. I'm like, the beer is flavored already <laughs> well, to McFate be did, good. McFate not did that Bloody Mary beer. Did you guys try that thing? Uh, that thing no, was killer. From who? Really? So they did their Hatch Chili Gatos. Yeah. And then they, they, I think they added, like, some tomato juice to some kegs and did this Bloody Mary beer. And uh-huh. I got to try that. That thing was awesome. Hmm. Of course, it's from McFate. It was awesome. Honestly, that chili gatos is really good. Yeah, I'm actually kind of surprised about that. It's a winning beer. Yeah. I'm, I'm afraid to try that one. I just that, don't like spicy beer. No, but it's I not that spicy. It. It's not that spicy. But one of the things is, is that's, that's one of those beers that you're not going to drink a bunch of them. You're going to really enjoy yeah. one. Yeah. And then you're going to find something else. But still, it's still right. awesome. It doesn't right. take so away when, from when it at all. you guys decide what you're going to come up with, what you're going to make, do you does that factor? Like... Or make this beer. It's gonna be a really good one-off beer. The the beer nerd is really gonna love this beer. But are you looking that okay? We're only gonna start to sell a certain amount of it. Do we really need to make a larger batch of that, or should we just 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 make something that's more mainstream, something we're gonna sell a lot of? Well, we can't. 
we do a thirty barrel batch, so it's going to be a pretty big batch. Uh-huh. So we we want to do not we want to do it something just a little bit safer. Like we don't want to you know do the chili lime bacon beer and <laughs> and, right. and screw ourselves. Yeah. You so make something good that's not a waste of your time. And yeah, money. and then maybe yeah. something that we can we can like. So I think next we're going to do a saison, and then with those barrels we got, we're gonna we're gonna do a, a couple of different blends. There's going to be a straight saison, and then there's going to be one blended in that Chardonnay barrel. And then good. one of the Pinot barrel, and then there's going to be a combo of like the two or three. They're gonna they're gonna mix some beers, and like they're gonna they're gonna take those those different age beers and, and mess with them. So that's that's something fun about doing a big batch and being able to do something like that. Yeah, but you got the ability to take off some of that beer and see how it turns out. Yeah, yeah, we get to we get to play around and and try three different flavors, and then try all three together. Mm-hmm. That sounds awesome. Yeah, that so we got, a lot of fun. we got four beers out of out of one batch. I mean, so. We'll get to see how they turn out. You know, one might be terrible, one might be awesome. The blend might be mind blower. You never yeah. know. You never know. So uh, it's kind of exciting to to see like that stuff. But yeah, as far as just doing a big a big batch of of something super experimental, we're not gonna, uh-huh. we're, we're not going to take that risk because we won't we won't sell that. Like if it if it bombs out, we're not going to sell that. We so we don't want to take that. How loss. long is Mud Shark been open now? Twenty years. Twenty years. Twenty years. That is crazy. What did it start as? How, like, how big a system was it? Oh, honestly, I don't even know what size the system was. I do know that it the original place was just a pizzeria. I mean, it was literally pizza, wow. pasta, and subs. Wow. It started as a homebrew. I mean, that's like a like most people's stories. But in like Havasu, you couldn't get craft beer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People literally thought Stella was craft. Uh, I mean, it's one import, and they you know they got Imagine. Sierra Nevada Pale. Yeah, they actually said they could yeah. get that. But he wanted to do some other stuff, and uh, so we're kind of known for a lot of wheat beers, and like that's not a super popular style right now. Um, but he, they definitely perfected a wheat beer over there. That there's too many wheat beers out there that sit so heavy in your gut, mm-hmm. and uh, just not a good summer beer. And then there's some that are made perfectly, and you know we can crush a six pack outside, and not even think about it, and not feel full. So that's what he was going for, to try to convert some of the Bud Light drinkers that were on the water and. Get them to actually come in, you know, and have some beers and pizza. And it works. What's your most popular beer you guys sell right now? Full Moon is definitely the most popular. Full Moon. Yeah. Over the IPA. Over the IPA. Over the Have a Blue and over the... Over everything that beer out... I mean, Blue Moon is still growing. It's still growing in market share out there. Uh-huh. I mean, I get to see some uh, disturbing IRI data, which is just data that scans through grocery stores. And uh-huh. Blue Moon is still growing. I mean... Wow. There's not a lot of macro brands that are that are growing. Got a lot of advertisement money behind it. Yeah, but it's it's an approachable style, and you know what? We can't even be mad at Blue Moon because you know what? They're going to eventually come over to us. Think so? I think I think it's a good possibility, but we definitely got to transition them to something that they're comfortable with. So uh-huh. if they can go from Blue Moon to Full Moon, and then come in here and try a couple of other beers. Uh, yeah, it's definitely a gateway beer because a lot of times somebody will be in here, one of our regulars. And they hey, my friends are going to come meet us, and when they come in. If they're not the, hey, I drink Mick Ultra, it's, oh, I drink Blue Moon. And so, yeah, we try to give them something similar to that. To maybe something they're a little bit used to, but something maybe, in my opinion, a lot better. Yeah. Yeah. You, well, you know, I mean, luckily we have six packs available in Arizona. But if somebody comes in, like, and let's say, Brandon, you do, you do a wheat beer. Somebody's not going to be able to try that on the shelves readily. I mean, unless you got some canning lines <clears throat> and some approvals. But if somebody comes in here and they're already familiar with Blue Moon, that they'll try yours. Yes. 
you tell them what do you, what do you, you ask? What do you drink? And they're going to tell you those classic answers, you know. And so you might get a Blue Moon or a Shock Top or something like that. And then you're like, you know, I do my own wheat beer. You want to try it? And you're going to blow their mind and be like, oh wow, this isn't really mass produced. This has so much more flavor. So is that where you guys are going for now? You guys are trying to kind of tap into that and maybe take a little bit of that. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. If we can take some money from the big guys, that's definitely our our goal. And we we uh, we really try to keep our money local. So like, I mean, our our printing is done local. Our tap handles are made are made local. I mean, if we can if we can get somebody to just switch from Blue Moon to us, I mean, that's that's huge. I mean, and there's not a big flavor profile difference. I mean, there's a little bit more mouthfeel, a little more sweetness, a little more going on, a little more orange, a lot more alcohol. Like, I mean, you're definitely getting the bang for your buck. You're not, you're not losing any money if you spend 50 cents more on us. Yeah. You're actually going to get better product because, you know, it's not coming from out of state. They're, n- they're not making big money. We're making little money. So yeah, everybody's kind of winning. And then in my opinion, my, my, my selfish opinion, it, it's a better beer. It's, it's locally, you know, it's locally made. You're helping the local guy, the little guy. You're not helping the big guy just, you know. Rake it in. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, no, I, uh, I mean, if the liquid's not good, I mean, if our, if, if Full Moon wasn't as good as it was to get the following, once people try it, if, if so many people were to just try Blue Moon and try ours, it would probably be a huge upset, probably get more, you know what I mean? But well, you know, something, a company like the, like them, they're trying to please everyone, whereas you're like more focused, you're like, we want to make a good wheat beer, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, it's a well, different thing. Yeah, I mean, well, we started, I mean, we at least got to branch out, so we're, we're doing a lot of other styles, too, and uh, those are always constantly being perfected, but we're, we're, always trying to, we're always trying to take that from that macro dollar. We, we don't want to, sometimes microbreweries like us, we're almost cannibalizing ourselves, like not enough people are trying it. We're not grasping enough of the outside drinker. Like, and I don't want to do that to you. I don't want to take your business. They actually, like, we want to, we would just want to convert people to, trying our beer mm-hmm. yeah we're on the same team yeah we really we really are um you have to get people to step up from the from the coors light and the blue moon to craft beer you know? yeah so what's your guys' next expansion or next plan to, to grow i mean you just put all this money into this big expansion up there where do you go from here well that was all that was all done to uh to just keep up with the times so i mean you we guys, def- so you guys are growing that quickly well, I mean, not necessarily. We, I mean, we definitely overbuilt for our growth. Uh-huh. But projecting, I mean, the way things are going. and This will allow you to maybe get to that next step as well. Yeah, yeah, with, without that heartache. I mean, the worst thing is is building something, going, getting ready to upgrade to your next step, and then now growing it too fast. Mm-hmm. And you are already in that next boat. I mean, it's not like an office building where you can just skip, like, cancel your lease and go on to a bigger office building i mean this is a lot of a brewing equipment yeah you, a lot of space yeah you, it's really difficult to just up and move that in the middle of the night yeah or keep adding on to it you're gonna have like some crazy like yeah, plumbing and power shed and oh yeah like some big mansion of metal buildings all around i mean uh-huh. it would look pretty ugly yeah. <laughs> if you just kept adding on as you needed it yeah some people do yeah i mean it's kind of cool it is i love that kind of stuff i love that urban roots kind of industrial just keep plugging along just i need a little more space here just add this on cut this out move this and just get a little more space i can get a tank in that area boom i love that that's so cool 
we're, we're super like west side suburbia so like everything's like super kind of technically s- you count as west side because you're on the west side of the we're, state we're super west side <laughs> i didn't like that when gbu was the west side brewery yeah mm-hmm. the west is the best we're actually on the other side of the street from College Street, so we're even more west than them. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I mean, I, I just it's just feet, but yeah. I mean. It, well, it counts. It counts does. for something. It does. Mm-hmm. Right on. Well, I'm done. I, I think uh, I answered a lot of my questions. My burning questions. We sit and talk all the time, and this is what me and Daniel do. He comes in, and we hang out, and we talk, and we just talk, and we talk, and we talk. We talk about some things we can't talk about on here. But this is the kind of stuff we talk about. We talk about the brewing industry. We talk about you know how we got here and what our plans are. And, and we talk about beer. We talk about different beer. We do a lot of taste testing. So this has been a lot of fun tonight. Did you have fun? Yeah. It wasn't yeah. hard, was it? No, I really enjoy this. I, I, I drink my beer all the time. So like I always, I'm gonna I want to sit in on one where I'm drinking other people's beer. Done. Oh, there you go. Yeah, I just you know what I mean. Done. Yeah, because Joe really missed you. He's, really, he's really upset he wasn't here for this. He has his own beer? Yeah, I was told to give you Joe a Joe Richter has his own beer? No, not yet. Not yet. Is that what it's going to be called, the Joe Richter beer? No. This will be a coffee. Have, we already have a name for it. Infuse. Coffee, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, yeah, we've got a lot of, yeah, it's been a, it's been a long, lot of, long and lot of research to, to come the, with this. His name? Good. No, he, he, he probably would love that. No, what's the, what's the name of the beer? I won't say that. We, I think he's already said it in other podcasts. Though. Oh, let's hear it. Well, okay, so it's, it's called Cookie Floozy. Cookie Floozy. Because so he's a fireman, and there's you know women love firemen, so there's women and <laughs> who come to the fire station and they bring firemen cookies and ice cream. No. Yes, because they want to meet the firemen. Guys, I'm not going to be doing beer for a while <laughs> i like cookies so the girls and the wives and girlfriends call these women cookie floozies oh wow yeah so we're like that's a great name for a beer is that is that like they bring a plate of cookies like when yes. they're dropping off their baby and they just want to <laughs> pretend like that's no. not their baby no, they're just in there they're just trying to meet the guys they're trying to make a baby yeah or yeah they're looking for baby yeah if they if, if, if they brought the yeah. french tickler or the hot fuzz oh no yeah oh, no. there we go how the many baby more babies maker. would you have yeah ex- oh, too my many God, yeah a lot more. Yeah, so I gotta be careful. Joe's gotta be careful. He is though. He's good. He's a good is guy. He? Is he safe? Yeah, I think so. So cookie floozy. So yeah. what? What's the flavor profile on this? I'm not gonna go into this too deep. It, we will talk about it in another episode. So I'm gonna give everything away. Is this like maybe an outline, like of? <laughs> of no, <laughs> it'll come in. It'll come in the fall. Let's put it that way. It'll be more of a fall winter style beer. It, is it? Is it gonna be a big beer? It, for a big, for a big fireman. It will be. Yeah. Yeah, it'll, yeah, it'll be a big beer for big firemen. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it'll be. Damn it, he should he should have been here. He is. He's so upset. He tried to make us do it tomorrow, but I knew that tomorrow wouldn't work. So, so we love you, Joe. We miss you. Sorry. We could do it on a Wednesday. We could have did it earlier or something. We can do it again. We'll do it again. Not on a Wednesday though. So yeah, we're gonna set up a podcast where we're just. I mean, some of these times we we sit, we do talk a lot about industry, but a lot of times. We, we have a lot of fun. We sit around, we talk about beer, we drink a lot of beer. And I've, I've been thinking about just doing that, giving little people a little bit of this interest or giving a little bit, a little bit of insight into how I, I, I give the interpretation sometimes that this is a lot of work and we don't have as much fun as we actually do. No, we have a lot of fucking fun. We really do. This is a great industry, and I love it. I'm so happy, so lucky to be a part of it. And sometimes we do. Like next weekend, we're going to have fun. We're oh, going to yeah. have fun at Beer Fest. But we are going to sit down and have an episode where we're just going to sit down and drink beer. We're just going to talk shit like we normally do. We'll talk about our lives. We'll talk about stories and interests and past stories about walking in on some with their pants down. Yeah. <laughs> There's, I mean, we got to get way more stories. Uh, there is. 
There is, and Joe's got way more stories than I do. I mean, I got I've got good ones. I mean, that one's obviously like pretty exciting. But we, I mean, I've got there's like fist fight stories. There's people stealing beer out of the back of the truck stories. Oh I yeah, mean, there, oh, wow. There's a lot of there's a lot of good stuff like going down in South Phoenix. I mean, it's it's good times. That's gonna be an awesome story. Oh yeah. So we're gonna set that up, and uh, we will get that up, and you will definitely be back with us. Cool. Sounds good, right guys. Thanks, buddy. Thanks for coming on finally. Yeah, appreciate it. All right, man. See you guys soon. All right. Peace out. Later. Later.